We're here with our special guest tonight. I'm already tripping over my words. Nathan Layton from Hirschberger Heritage Farms. But before we talk about that, we got to talk about 86 West, the home of the No Prisoners podcast. We record here every week in their upstairs private dining room. Uh, 86 West has everything you need, including Kobe burgers. Yeah. The Kobe burgers. I'm still talking about them because so many people (laughs) have come up to me about how I was obsessed over them on the podcast. So that's a big benefit. They also have multiple bars inside and out. An amazing staff. Great location. Great menu. They have everything you need. So if you haven't been here yet, you're... You, you must not have much fun in your life, but I would definitely book your Valentine's Day dinner for this place. Oh, if, yeah. if I was going to Valentine's Day, I would come to 86 West. That's all you need to know. It's a good idea. So Gilmar and I are here with Nathan, who owns a farm, and he, he's, he's a meat man. I bring the meat. He's <laughs> got quality meats. So I think I first met you. You also make furniture, too, though. I do. I, I venture off into a lot of avenues that's for sure yeah Yeah. started the farm about 10 years ago just out of the pure need to feed my family and my friends the best quality meat that I could find like I couldn't find what I was looking for in the grocery store and it got down such a deep rabbit hole where the only choice was for me to start my own farm damn so like (laughs) just starting your own farm is no easy or simple undertaking and I think pretty much everybody with a heartbeat could be like that sounds like a lot of work. Like, what was the catalyst for you to just go down that, you know, rabbit hole? Well, see, I grew up in a very, not depressed part of Pennsylvania, but a, a poor part of Pennsylvania, Bedford County, Pennsylvania. There's only 80 kids in my graduating class in high school, so it was very small. Um, so a, lo- a lot of disease, you know, a lot of p- overweight people, a lot of diabetes in my family, a lot of obesity. And having grown up that way, Uh, When I had my own life and had everything going for myself, I didn't want to be that way. I wanted to be healthier, and I tried to be healthier uh, before starting the farm, but it was just, it was hard because I had to try so hard to find the meat that I wanted, and I then was at a point in my life where I was making enough money to take on a little side hustle, and that side hustle happened to be chickens. I started with chicken. I learned of a farmer named Joel Salatin. You've probably heard the name before. He's been on Rogan. He's been on, he's all over the place, but... Um, he's a chicken farmer, and he started the pasture-raised chicken movement. I read his book. I watched all of his documentaries, all of his, you know, videos, and basically... I did, I did listen to that podcast now that... Like, I don't listen to every Rogan, yeah. but I'll listen to the ones that are like, huh. And yeah. that was one of the ones where I was like, chicken farmer? Yeah, yeah. And that was wild to listen to. Yeah, so I, I saw that, and that was just like the point in my life. It just all lined up. So I found some land to lease down in Chalfonts where we first started... Uh, my wife at the time and I got that land. We built some little chicken tractors, which is just like a little coop for a chicken, basically. It's like you know, a foot and a half tall, 15 by 15. You pull it by hand, and you move it once, one length of itself every day. And that lets the chicken eat all the grass and the bugs underneath it, and then you move it the next day, and it does the same thing. And it fertilizes that entire space mm. while it's there. So it's a d- dual purpose. You don't need to then fertilize your farm if you employ this method of moving the animals. So having done that on a small scale... Um, then I happened to get laid off from my job, which was convenient because I just started this side hustle. So then we just like, I cashed out my 401k and just went for it. Just did it. Damn. Yeah. And, uh, we have 50 acres in Sellersville now. Uh, we have another uh, property that we, uh, 
co-partner with a an old timer farmer that manages our herd of beef, um, but because our beef are not on our property in Sellersville, just the chickens and the pigs and the lamb and the eggs. Um, so what makes obviously you wanted a better way of life, which you know pretty much everybody can agree with, and you know in their own way. What what led you down to like, or what criteria for the meat that were you looking for that made you like? Be like, oh, I'm gonna just make this myself. Yeah, like, yeah. What was like the? It was basically to avoid pesticides and Roundup and pretty much glyphosate. If you've heard the term glyphosate, that's what they spray on all the corn, all the soy. It kills all the weeds, but the corn and the soy are genetically modified to resist it, so the the corn and the soy don't die, mm-hmm. but everything else dies. And glyphosate is what they were talking about. I think that's it was, Roundup. It was yeah. what they were talking on. Was it Rogan where they were talking about the frogs? Could be where it changes yeah. them, changes their yeah, it changes know, their, mm-hmm. their biological gender. Yeah. So Did it's you hear about this? Mm-mm. So glyphosate, which isn't round, which is it's it is it, Roundup or as far much I'm no scientist, but yes, like, as far as I know, we'll that's the that actual pesticide name. They yeah. did a they did a test, um, which we could probably pull up. I mean, fuck it, just send it in there. <laughs> we'll just make stuff up because this is a podcast. <laughs> but apparently, in this study that you can look up easily online. The frogs that were exposed to glyphosate in measurable amounts, like, changed genders or were, like, gay or something like that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Speaking out of... I've heard the same story. And so, like, I haven't looked up the study, but it's Rogan, so it's got to be true. Lord Rogan. <laughs> Lord Rogan. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it was interesting. I, like, I could be speaking incorrectly about the actual results, but there was something like that. And the amount that the frogs were exposed to was, like, less parts per million than, like, were exposed to. Mm. So they were basically, like, this study was basically insinuating that, like, the, you know, Gen X, millennial, you know, generation before that, like, has been exposed to these. And this could be a contributing factor to, like, certain health things that we experience. Interesting. I mean, there's no doubt that it's bad for you. I mean, it's not good for you. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's not like you're you know, helping yourself by yeah, seeking n- that out. There's no benefit to it. Right. So it's like, it's, I think the notion that things just can exist and not be a benefit or not be harmful, that's like usually not real. It's either hurting you or helping you. Sure. I yeah. really, I can't think of too many things that are just like, eh. <laughs> In <laughs> the middle somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. But it was basically that to answer your question, just to avoid that type of bad stuff in my system i just didn't want that for myself or my family and like went all organic like i was saying before but just couldn't find the meat you couldn't tie the meat in it was hard to find grass-fed like truly organic meat raised by a person that actually cares about it not raised by some ceo or some manager at a farm where he doesn't give a shit it's it's a hourly paid job he doesn't care how the meat turns out you Mm. know what i'm saying raised by somebody like myself or there's other farms around now luckily seems like it's, it's catching on a little bit but that was the main reason, just to avoid that. And I knew to avoid that, I had to have grass-fed stuff. I had to have animals that were raised uh, on pasture, and if they were given grain, they were given grain that was not sprayed with glyphosate. Mm. That's the... So you kind of controlled the entire yeah. top-down production of the meat because Absolutely. they're you know, ranging in fields that aren't sprayed, I'm guessing? No. Exactly. And then the Not even with fertilizer because of the way we move the chickens. The ch- chickens fertilize our entire 50-acre farm. Oh, wow. Using that same method. Now they're in 40-foot-long coops that are 15 feet wide, but 40 feet long, like a hoop house shape. Mm. 
and you can fit up to 400 chickens in there and move it one length of itself every day. Same idea. That's, that's and we uh, daisy chain them now, so you put like two or three in a row, you know, offset by one length, and then you can move them uh, sequentially up through the field and fertilize the entire property. Damn. That's, um, so you, you started out just feeding yourselves, obviously. Yep, very small. Going, filling a cooler, going to the Perkasie Farmer's Market. I think it was the first farmer's market we ever went to because I had a house in Perkasie at the time. Okay, so like early on you were selling the meat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was it was a, a venture for profit in the beginning to okay. also feed us, but to raise a few extra. Not, I didn't have this in mind. I didn't plan on raising you know, five to 10,000 chickens a year. That wasn't. <laughs> 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 and butchering those, we butcher all those. I butcher every single one of those chickens. Dude, you're a bird killer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but see, the best part is now after doing it for 10 years, I'm so fast at it where it's like, it's a day's work, you know? Just like, oh, I'd love to see that. Just doing it. Like, I'm not even looking at my yeah, hands. He's a knife boy. He's like <laughs> that guy. He's that guy who's like twirling the knife around. You're like, oh, no. Uh, I love it when people are really good at manual labor. Like, sometimes I'm on YouTube. Yeah. And if I have some time, I go through, like, the shorts. And I come across a lot of I'm gonna construction clip, I'm shorts. I'm going to clip that, by the way. Why? You, you were like, I'm really into people doing manual labor. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounded fun. <laughs> it it's just, super, uh, um, it's impressive to watch, I especially like to roofers. I, I like to watch men work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyone does have any men. I've seen women work at fucking fisheries, okay. cutting up fish and shit. All right, tell us about your problem. It's just it's just really cool to see, so I'd love to see yeah. how. No, you can come by. How well you can, you can you know, do a chicken up. <laughs> it's funny, too, because, like, having experience cutting up meat like that now, it, it makes you a better cook. Mm. Just that alone, just knowing how to quarter out a chicken or piece out a chicken. Mm -hmm. Not that you know how to cook it then, but I'm just saying, like, hey, that's the first step. Peace out. <laughs> yeah, peace, peace out, out chicken. chicken. He wanted to get some of my work. <laughs> 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 he, wanted to, he wanted to get a piece of his action. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, piece of my action. Dude, we got to clip that and put it in here. Yeah. yeah. yeah anytime we just hit it, piece I, of my we action. Need, we, have, we, have, we have a friend of ours who was on here a little while ago, and he was, like, talking about, like, the government trying to get a piece of his action. <laughs> and we literally were like, dude, that's a fun, like, just, like, and he's, like, that type of guy. So, like, he can he can say, it, like, Italian-like. Yeah. yeah. And we do, we thought it was hilarious. So, like, we wanted. <laughs> We definitely need to make a clip of that just being like, he was trying to get a piece of my hand. <laughs> yeah, that shit is so funny. <laughs> I was like, what are you, Scarface? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Encroaching on my block. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Calling shots. Yeah, you got pinched in the second you got grade. Pinched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, he's like, I was trying to sell the things and I got pinched. Yeah, I got I'm pinched. like, you were in elementary school. The bracelets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so with that many chickens, you like with that with that body count, you gotta have like the USDA or somebody comes and like checks you out. Here's the deal with that. So uh, in Pennsylvania, if you raise less than ten thousand chickens, no. Okay. They just have to be sold within the state. Mm. Interesting. Uh, every so other animal, though, a, a hoofed animal, a cow, a pig, a lamb, anything big, has to go to the USDA inspected butcher. You cannot butcher it yourself and sell it to the public. Interesting. But chicken, they give you an exception because there's nowhere to take chicken. You can't just be like, show up at the butcher with 100 chickens. and like, here you go. They, they don't do that. <laughs> That's not something you can get That's done. That's a lot of work. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's it's just So not is happening. it like the preparation that they're trained for? No, they just don't do chickens. That's what I'm saying. No, I'm saying like for the USDA butcher, oh, oh, oh. going back to that like aspect of it, are they like trained in the preparation? They're trained, the, and there's a USDA guy standing there like. Hmm. Uh, watching okay. them do it. There's so a dude. Like, there's a dude on site watching it happen. There's a guy for that. Yeah, there's yeah. a guy for that. Yeah, he's probably like. Are they usually 
reasonable to deal with? Or are Luckily, they- we don't have to deal with them. We just deal with our butcher, and we send the animals up when we need them butchered, and he takes care of it. But that's another, that's another thing that's hard for a small farm nowadays, too, is there's not a lot of butchers. Mm. If you don't raise a bunch of animals and have some contract with a butcher where you're taking up, like, 10 animals a month, 10 animals a week, whatever the number is, it's hard to just, like, call the butcher up, like, hey, can you fit in six animals in April? He's like, nah, sorry, we're booked. Dang. You know, so there's Dang. so there's, there's a, all there's these little hurdles to jump over for small farms. It's like it's there's such a, a business and but being a, so like if I became a butcher, yeah, would like do butchers make good money? Yes, but yeah. I think the the real the real play here is to be the the broker of the butchers. That's what you need to become. You need to find all the butchers in the local area, consolidate their schedules, and then you could pimp that out to all the local f- little farms around. So you're talking about Dude, a butcher mafia. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Oh, dude! There's a need I think for we're being—I think we're being funny, but also being serious at the same time. <laughs> no, no, that's interesting. I, no, I'm being serious. Like that would—if that was a thing—if that was an app you could download on your phone, for sure I'd have it. Because there's been times where we wanted to send animals up, but we can't. We're gonna we have to this wait. part out of the podcast. We're gonna <laughs> yeah, we're gonna corner, <laughs> we're gonna corner this market. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like I yeah like that's yeah. Just cut me in. I just want five percent for I for want the more action. See, yeah, he wants a dude, piece of the action. I'll, yeah, dude, we'll get we'll get you logged in there for free, dude. We'll get you a free subscription to the oh, butcher app. Sweet, all right, all right. <laughs> nice lifetime membership. Lifetime membership. <laughs> pretty good for an idea that, I had. That's a wild idea. You know who I'm gonna talk to, Justin. <laughs> oh yeah, he's got a got a guy or something. Yeah, he's <laughs> definitely got a guy to make us an app to like butcher animals. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We're trying to. What about the Amish butchers? Like, how would we get them on the app? That's a good question. Yeah, we'd have to get a horse and buggy for sure. Maybe no, they, they would just pay on top. They would just pay someone <laughs> to monitor the app for them. Yes, they would actually. Uh, yeah. th- they would just be like the guy who drives them around is also the guy who yeah. monitors the app. Well, we I solved that problem. <laughs> There, there was a butcher we used to use for chickens. Was a just a local guy. He had his own little butcher trailer. He had like a, you know, a, a livestock trailer that was transformed into butcher chickens. That's all it was for, just to butcher chickens. Chickens mm-hmm. would go in one end, they would come out, package the a other. Real end. murder machine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he'd come to your property and back up, and you know, set up, and you'd bring in the chickens, and it was it was great. It was awesome. Didn't have to do it myself, but they, he decided he didn't want to do that anymore, right? So he sold the business to an Amish guy, mm. and all like a legit Amish guy, and. They don't drive, so he hired a guy to just drive him to the farm, and he would just sit there in his truck. The dude would just sit there and wait for the chickens to be butchered, and it would take all day. Damn. Yeah, they when they when they do like construction stuff for me, they have usually have a driver, and it's usually like a lady named Barb who sits in the truck and like reads People magazine all day. <laughs> just sits in an F two fifty, just yeah. like. Uh huh. <laughs> Now and then, she'll hit him with the under the glasses. Like, it's like what's going on? They yeah. use power tools. Yeah, they use power tools. They got iPads. But they, they can't got drive? iPads. Yeah, they have iPads with like the building plans on them and stuff. But they can't drive. No, it's a devil's car, bro. <laughs> but how do they charge their iPad? They can have electricity, like as long as it's generated by a horse or something. It's as long <laughs> as it's not hooked up to the grid. Oh, all right. Yeah. So generators, and you're, what's yeah, what you're saying? They, okay, they got okay. serious diesel generators. Oh, I was, I was imagining. Yeah, and like they usually most of their equipment's run off of natural gas. 
Oh, yeah? Like all their saws and stuff like that. Not like in the shop, not out on site. There's yeah, not like yeah. a propane tank. Oh, sure. Up Can you imagine? Yeah. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Throw me my lighter. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> walk over, turn the fucking gas tank on. Yeah. <laughs> Lucas and Liam over there. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas and Liam. Cutting up the... C- oh, Daniel. Man. Daniel. Yeah, I, building, I, a, building a barn with propane tanks around. That sounds that's that's nuts. That's so dangerous. Yeah, I know the generators you're talking about. We had those all over the bases I was stationed at overseas. He's like in yeah, shit. big boys. Oh yeah. Bigger yeah. than your house. I have, a, uh. I have a question about sending the so you, you said you said you can you can't you can sell meats but within the, the state. So chicken. You, chicken, uh, chicken specifically, yep. Okay. So, but with beef and everything you can sell it everywhere, yep. Oh, uh, okay. And we do with Burger Box, which mm-hmm. is my home delivery service through Hershberger Heritage Farm, we do. We deliver all the way to Maine, all the way to Ohio, south to Virginia, and everywhere in between. So the like, how soon into? Well, I got one more death question, <laughs> and then we'll get into the app because I do have a lot of questions about that. How many like cows and other animals and things like that are we doing? Are we doing up a year? Um, I don't know. Have the exact number of what we butcher a year, but let's say the herd right now is about a hundred. Mm-hmm. The herd of cows. The laying hens. We have about five hundred on site right now. And in the good months, in the spring and summer, they're laying sixty dozen eggs a day. Um, then we have probably. 25 pigs ish you know give or take they're coming and going all the time we're having litters and we got little ones you know it's a whole life cycle you know we got one boar put the mamas in with the boar take the mamas out mama goes out to the field you know has her babies and so on and keep keep that cycle going Dang. um and then broiler chickens we get as chicks from the hatchery one day old okay so they haven't even they haven't had any feed they haven't had anything they've just hatched been put in the box we pick them up or they're, they're shipped to us and then we raise the broilers in batches of three to 400 that they fit in those chicken tractors I was describing earlier. And then each one of those batches of uh, 300 chickens goes into a brooder, which is just a, we have 40-foot um, trailers, like a regular road trailers that we convert it into brooder boxes. And we have four of those. So there's always an active batch going in chicken season. We're out of chicken season now. That's like April through August, September. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's always a, a batch of chickens in there at a different week's age. We get them every week. So as, as, the, as they go, uh, they can stay in the brooder for three weeks. So we have three brooders set up, so we can do three batches. And then that when the last batch is three weeks old, it goes out to the pasture. And they just keep that rotation going all summer. So that'll do like 5,000 birds in a summer. Damn. Dang, dude. I don't <coughs> trust birds. <laughs> but I don't. Well, like th- these ones you can trust. I already took care of them for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, anytime I see chickens lurking around, I like, I just flash back to Jurassic Park and I know where those things oh, came yeah, from. Dude, you they're, know, they're dinosaurs for sure. Yeah, and then <laughs> I've seen chickens like attack each other when they like, they finally get a taste for chicken blood, Man. dude. It's oh, like no. I've seen like, I like watching, I don't like it, but the roosters fighting is interesting sometimes because the roosters will just like, square off and just go at it for no reason there's nothing happening around <laughs> just like it's like the nba like one dude like walked into the other and like nudged his shoulder and he's like oh no <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and they have spurs the like some of the older roosters can have some sharp spurs and we don't clip their spurs because uh-huh. we want them in there to chase the hawks off like we actually use the rooster for its purpose like it's there to protect the hens mm. Mm. so we don't like trim their spurs or anything so if a hawk comes in there a hawk is going to get messed up unless it you know, flies away in time but Damn. Dang, That's dude. pretty cool to know. <laughs> some, some gangster roosters. <laughs> you got some gangster roosters, dude. They got yeah, tattoos. They patrol the block, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> the biggest roosters you've ever seen. Just yeah. yeah. So you, do you, like, 
the the beef and stuff like that is that male or female cows like how's that work male normally yeah, yeah steers they're, they're referred to as steers yeah it's a, a male without its nuts yeah, yeah. steers I'm, I'm gonna get down my lingo right here i wore, <laughs> I wore boots i'm not i'm not I'm, you're wearing boots right now i'm an imposter um, <laughs> you gotta earn those boots son, <laughs> yeah. um so the steers obviously are the ones that like do you have like a special feed or strategy for like what you feed it's all them? grass it's all grass it's that's all the grass. beautiful part about beef is they don't get any grain whatsoever mm. they, they just are turned out to the pasture and they eat the grass yeah because i know i was talking to somebody that got into the farming scene and they were talking about how like certain cows or like certain farmers like they feed you know some grain with like maple syrup or different <laughs> sh- like different things like that and I was like, really? That much work goes into this? Like this? I mean, this maybe, is for the like, birds. Like, yeah, I can I'll only just buy my meat. I'm not gonna buy some cows. Yeah, I can only dumb. speak from how we do it. Like, I don't know. We don't do any of that weird stuff, and we don't give them any grain at all. A lot of farmers will do grass fed like part of the time, then they'll give them grain at the end to fatten them up or whatever. People might like the grain taste. Just for me personally and the customer base that we've built, they want the actual like legit grass fed stuff. When you pick it up, you can see the difference. Like you compare one of our steaks to a steak you got from the grocery store, it's not the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know that. So, facts. we yeah facts, facts. straight up. Um, Be a straight up button. What uh yeah. <laughs> what we need is a crack button. We do need a crack button. We had somebody, a prominent realtor, get a little obsessed with like kids having crack in high school in the areas, and we didn't oh, yeah? believe him. And then the next thing you know, he just started saying crack <laughs> every couple minutes. It was crack. It was so fun. <laughs> so funny. It was good. Yeah. Oh my god. So when. Like, what kind of cows do you have? As they're if Angus. I, as if I know. Yeah, they're Angus. It's typical, you know, typical cows. Nothing nothing crazy. It's a breed that everybody raises. Mm. What's, meat. like, the difference between, like, when you hear people say, like, Wagyu or Angus or yeah. different things? Like, what like what does all that mean? Well, I'm no expert on Wagyu, but what I do know about Wagyu is those steers barely move. So okay. they, barely, they, like, chain them to a post, and they just make them fat as hell. They just mm-hmm. feed them every day, all they can eat every day. Mm, so that's why like if you look at the wagyu, wrestlers. yeah, and you look at a wagyu steak, it's it's half white, mm-hmm. it's half, it's marbled so like intricately where it's fifty percent fat. Mm. But and then an, an Angus like we raise is going to be some fat, but it's not like that. It's not. What's the benefits of having like that much fat, though? I can't imagine one flavor. Um, <laughs> Back to our in your mouth. Our resident, reti- <laughs> our retired chef. Retired, Joe yeah. yeah. There you go. All right. No, yeah, it's just the marbling, the more fat, the more flavor, the the butter, the more buttery it is, the more it melts yeah. in your mouth, Yeah, as people say, and it's tender. It's not as chewy. Well, mm. if you fuck it up, it's going to be chewy, but sure. if you cook it well, it's yeah. going to have a nice tear. It's going to be great. So, mm-hmm. it's, it's weird because these cows don't do shit. They just stay on a post and they just feed them. Yeah. But they're so expensive. Like, the meat is so expensive to buy. It's, it's like, it's, it's rare. Just it's a name? rarity. It's, it's, it's just a, a name brand. They're controlling the, the brand. They're controlling they're, they're the like imports. Exactly. They're so would you ever import cows or anything, or do you just want to keep it with Angus? Yeah, I just, I like the Angus. And I mean, we sell out now, so, like, I can't complain. It's like, you know, I, I need to yeah, raise this, more, if anything. This is America. We don't need those Japanese cows. <laughs> <laughs> Japanese steer. Dude, I wonder if there's any, the, if, if they've been imported here and bred here so so often now that maybe there's like American Wagyu. I mean, there is American Wagyu. I think there, there is. is. I've heard that term. What, yeah, I've heard that term before. That's what, uh, what's his name has. Oh, yeah, yeah. what's his name? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
Or that's what they say they have. That's yeah. What they, yeah, that's what they say they have. They could have been duped. Have Definitely you guys had Wagyu? I've had Wagyu, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're cultured here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wagyu, Kobe, you name it. I can't it. have people knowing that I didn't eat Wagyu. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I didn't, I wouldn't say I didn't. Yeah. You know? <laughs> then what's, Co- what's Kobe beef? Is that like the same thing as Wagyu? That's not a good question. I don't even I know don't, the I don't really know the difference yeah. either, to be honest. I just, I don't know. What if Kobe, oh man, I want to make a Kobe Bryant joke. <laughs> RIP. Yeah, what if. Yeah, what those if, aren't imported. They don't fly. What if Kobe burgers are just like the burgers Kobe ate? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just like a specific cut. That he liked. He yeah, liked this. He liked, he liked a certain amount of like, you know. Yeah. Or they're the most athletic cows. Yeah, they're blessed. It only yeah. comes in eight-ounce patties or eight-pound packages. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, a Kobe burger is just an eight-pound burger. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> what they have downstairs. Dude. Yeah, M- MVP. Yeah, MVP. It's the MVP. It's yeah. the MVP. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's pretty good. Well, what That's if great. Kobe burgers were just burgers and, like, their faces, the face of Kobe Bryant was in the burger? Oh, it'd be tough to <laughs> eat, like, they just, like, It'd be tough to eat. I'd eat its face. <laughs> Kobe burger's so good, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. We're going to cut off the Kobe jokes before they get out of hand. Yeah. I mean, I said one earlier, but we're going to gloss over that. Anyway. <laughs> you can edit that out. Yeah. I didn't say that. <laughs> so what, like, how fast did this whole operation grow? Because you said you started 10 years ago? Yeah. So we, like, started, let's say, twenty or 2013, got laid off, and just kind of, like, jumped in, you know, feet first. Uh, had that smaller property in Chalfont that I was leasing from another farmer and we kind of just grew up down there you know butchering all the chickens down there we only had chicken at the time so we were just like doing like local farmers markets Percocy I think I don't think there was another one at the time there might have been but it's been so long ago the farmers market thing is popping off locally. oh yeah there's, there's farmers markets all over the place now yeah I take a 16 foot box trailer behind my f2 my f350 full of freezers full of meat so that's how we go to the farmers market like we take the entire store I don't take every cut, obviously. I don't have enough room for that. But we mm. take, like, 90% of the cuts. So freezer's full. We set up. Pat does the same thing. My business partner in the farm does the same thing here in Doylestown. Mm-hmm. Brings a trailer. Is he the guy that has, like, he – I think he backs, like, my house is, like, right around yeah. the corner from here. That guy backs the – and then he parks it down the alleyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so in the morning when I'm, like, up, like, sitting there, like, getting ready to go to the gym on Saturdays, this dude – and with parallel parking cars on either side of the street, backs this monster trailer <laughs> into this thing like like he's stolen it. Like he's <laughs> literally like boom, 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 up the alleyway. And I'm always like, oh, yeah. Damn, that guy has definitely crashed a lot of trailers. <laughs> he looks like none he that lo- I know. Well, he's a pro. I shouldn't say that none that I know. But, yeah, very very few <laughs> in 10 years. Yeah, but he looks like he's he takes r- he's taken so many risks with the trailer that he just, like, has confidence. Yeah. Well, and he's been doing it for years now. So yeah. he do- parks the same spot, does that same backup job, you know, for 26 weeks of the year throughout the farmer's market season. So Yeah, and I've seen him do it with, like, cars illegally parked. Nice. So he's just, like, <laughs> you can see his fucking face. <laughs> well, th- that comes with farming. When you're f- a farmer, you're backing stuff up all the time. You got trailers. You got all kinds of stuff to mess with. So yeah. that's a skill that just comes naturally once you start doing it. So you guys, how long ago you, did you, like, start doing it through the app? Uh, well, the, the app, you mean Burger Box? Burger well, Box. Burger Box is, is a s- website. It's, oh, it's, it's not website. an app for your phone, but oh, okay. it, it maybe it will be. Maybe it should be. <laughs> um, but it's a website. You just go on and you order your meat, basically, and then we deliver it to your house. It's pretty straightforward. But Interesting. Um, we've, we've been doing that for, oh, I don't know, six years now, seven years probably okay. when we came up with that. 
because I saw a butcher box doing it. I'm like, well, I can't do it nationwide. I don't have a, the, an amount of animals to service the entire country, but I can do it around here. I can do it in the upper Northeast. And we were shipping even down to Florida before COVID. Because the mail back in the day, I like saying back in the day before COVID, <laughs> <laughs> the mail was so fast. Mm. I could get a styrofoam cooler full of, full of meat, tape it up, box it up, put the label on it, take it to the post office, and it was down there in three days, and it was still frozen. Mm-hmm. Now, or during COVID, that all went away. So we had to shut down shipping, basically. Burger Box had to shut down all shipping, and Dang. all we were doing was local deliveries, like Doylestown, around Bucks County, like mm. someone to New Jersey, you know, and Montgomery County and that. That, that probably sucked. It did, yeah, because we were, we were doing good. We were, I don't know what Burger Box was doing at the time, but we were probably, let's say we were doing an extra hundred grand a year in that type of sales, Dang. where it wasn't local delivery, it was, it was shipping. Um, and then COVID happened, we had to shut that all down. Then we kind of just tried to grow our loyal customer, customer base here by going to more farmer's markets. We added Lansdale. So we're kind of just like trying to encompass the, this region. We're from Yardley to Doylestown to Lansdale, and then we're delivering everywhere else, you know. Um, That's smart. So the app is coming. <laughs> it, it should be an app. You're right. No, I should hire a, a designer on Fiverr and have the app built. Yeah, you're right. Well, honestly, it would probably, I don't know what POS service you're using through your website. Uh, Shopify. Yeah, so there's ways to link Shopify directly to the app. So, like, instead, mm. of, instead of going to the website, yeah, yeah. it's just when you're going to an app, like, you're essentially just, like, going to a version of your website mm-hmm, totally a dumbed down so, version of yeah it. so like honestly yeah i mean no, you're right it should be know. done you talk to this guy about it i don't know yeah i, don't yeah. Know about that stuff. I also got a guy that we could talk to about this because <laughs> this guy knows more than me but yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's pretty interesting it should be an app I yeah think it should be, be cool yeah damn easy, easy to share yeah easy. well that was our the the whole problem with Burger Box, I think, has taken a little while to take off is because I built the first website. Like, I'm not a web designer. Like, we just, we dumped all of the money into raising the animals and mm-hmm. then kind of really didn't think about the marketing side too much until we're like, oh, shit, now we got to sell all this meat. And I so I built the first website, kind of threw it together, and it serviced us well until now. Um, but there were, you know, glitches here and there, and it just wasn't as, it wasn't laid out by a professional. It was laid out by a chicken farmer. So mm. when people would go on the website, they're like, oh, I can't figure out how to add this or add that. And just recently this year, we launched a brand new site, burgerbox.farm. And now that's like the legit professional site. You can go there. You can't not order. Like it's, it's so easy. Damn. So congrats. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, it was, it's, it's been a, it's been a long time learning, you know, like we're just learning and trying to, trying to make it work. So. Yeah, yeah. We, I'm pretty sure we get a lot of meat from you. Yeah, probably. At the I don't buy market. any of that yeah. stuff. We'll give Ariel full credit yeah, for Ariel our shopping. Gets all. I'm, I'm not sure she sees Pat every weekend. Right? Yeah. So <laughs> I, I've definitely appreciated your food a lot. Yeah. Thank do you. Do you do you sell to like any restaurants or things yep. like that? Yeah, we do. We sell to Northbound. Uh, they're in Soderton, I believe, and then we sell to uh, Butcher and the Barkeep. Is Northbound inside that big, like, warehouse thing? It's No, it's the old train station. There's, like, this old yeah, uh, yeah, train station. Yeah, that's station. what it is. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's cool. It's, it's a super a really cool, cool really venue. cool place. Yeah. Yeah. Never been. Where is it? It's Soderton. Soderton? Main Street, Soderton, I want to say. I don't know the exact address, but that'll get you there. Honestly, like, it's one of those buildings that you're like, this would have been a really sweet apartment building. Mm. Yeah. Like, kind of like the ones in Philly where they and the take tracks are, like, right outside. I don't think the tracks are still used. I don't know if they're in use anymore but uh, yeah i mean i was laying on them for a while <laughs> 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 nothing happened yeah i'm still here so <laughs> i'm still here to talk about it so the real <laughs> failures of train conductor, dude. 
After the mushroom, see what the lady. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Train's the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> it's quick. <laughs> Probably is. But yeah, we sell to them, and mainly ground beef, like stuff that they can easily incorporate into a lot of because our, our meat's expensive. It is, you know, it's, it's high quality and it's high price. Those two things, in my mind, go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it's nice know. to have our name on the menu at least at some that's, of those restaurants. That's really expensive cool. is like, it's a it, that's a very negative word, I think. In sure. terms of, like, if the value is there, right? like, I always, like, sometimes I don't, because, like, you could say that I am expensive. You could say that Gilmar is expensive. Right, sure. But the value, the key is to returning, like, if I cost $1, I'm returning you $2 sure. worth of value. So, totally. yeah, it's expensive, but. Yeah. In our in our I, case, it's just health. We're returning you health. You're not making any money off of it. You're just going to eat it, and you're going to feel better about yourself. You're going to be healthier. Overall, yeah, because mm-hmm. like it's it's almost you could almost say that you're normal priced, like you're what things well, it should, should cost. cost. Uh-huh. We've unfortunately with like Amazon and you know big box farms and stores, you, we just are are used to cheap. Yeah, and I think and fast. Yeah, if you went back to like the fifties, forties, third, like before things started becoming very commercialized. I think that you, you like the prices would be that Similar. of which of like the dude you go to church with on Sunday is also the guy who's cutting up your steaks. Yeah, right. You know, so the preacher's know. raising your chickens, whatever. Yeah, whatever. But I are. also like I also understand that I have means that not everybody does, and like you know, if you live in like the city or you know, you know, you're just coming out of college and you don't have the money, like sure. spending for good food is a is something that you have to um, yeah, it's a sacrifice. Prioritize, now. I guess. Absolutely, yeah. Which is kind of crazy that we like we grew up in an America um, where it was like we're the best country in the world, and then after like the last twenty years of living in this country, I don't know necessarily like I've traveled a lot outside the country, yeah, and I don't know if we can really say or if if we could have ever said that like we're the best. Because, like, there's things that are good and things that aren't good. And, and how do you, you measure that? Like, when you travel <laughs> overseas, like, Europe or, like, Africa or different things, like, the food they eat is infinitely better. But, like, we all kind of grew up, like, looking down on those countries. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, you guys would have lost the war if it wasn't for us. Totally, yeah. But they eat. You're out there eating zebra. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like, they're Grass-fed eating. zebra. The only <laughs> kind there is. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> There's more zebras in Texas than there are in er- anywhere else oh in the world. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> no, I, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a fact I have. That's crazy. There's yeah. zebras in Texas? Yeah, there's more zebras in captivity in Texas than, like, anywhere else in the world. Oh, in captivity. Yeah, well, there's probably a few that are out there wild. Yeah, I'm sure oh. there are. You can't keep all the zebra yeah, fences. Up. Fences break. <laughs> that's true. Fences some do wild break. wild zebras in Texas. Dude, hit a zebra on the highway. I was literally just thinking that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine. Synced up, dude. dude. Murder. <laughs> Murder. Yeah, yeah. Highway, highway butcher. That's what I'm going to call it. <laughs> highway butcher. Yeah. That's a food truck name right I, there. I, yeah. I highway butchered that deer a few weeks ago. <laughs> That's what people are going to start saying. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. He said that's a food truck. Vehicular deer slaughter. Yeah. Vehicular. Vehicular anything sounds funny. Yeah, that's a food truck right there. I need to find a food truck guy. That's the next step. We got to find a dude that's a chef, retired chef, looking to get back into nah, it. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'll provide the meat. Huh, Let the, the dude show up with the truck and the grill and have it all set up. I will provide the meat. There, um, do you know Tom from Holy Q? 
Who, no. Tom Peters? No, I don't think I do. Uh, we're really good friends with Tom Peters. He owns a barbecue place. Oh, in yeah, La yeah. Haska. I saw him on your podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. He just got a food truck. No kidding. Yeah, you should work out a deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll message him. Because yeah. he does some, you know, he does the barbecue. Use. Yeah, dude, I'll do, give him some brisket, some oh, short man. ribs. Oh, man. Dude, did we just make the combination, like, dude, all-star team. Bring back Kobe. Bring back Kobe, <laughs> dude. Um, but he's he's got a cool food truck. Mm-hmm. And they do all the food prep. I think their food truck's set up so that, like, all the food gets prepped or cooked in their kitchen mm. and then gets put on the food mm. truck. So it's pretty, right. like, quick service. Nice. Yeah. It's not like he's... I should reach out to him for sure. Yeah, definitely. Tell him Gilmar sent you. Yeah. What? No, tell him no prisoner sent you, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Give him Why all the me? credit. No, I don't, want, I don't want all the credit. You look like you needed some credit today. No, what the fuck? <laughs> you got a low credit score? No, I did good. Yeah, I'm doing Where's good. your social credit score, dude? I was trying to give you some street cred. Dude, it's fine. Let it happen organically, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> organically? Yeah, dude. Like yeah. that meat. You know, grow yeah. business? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, the organic. game of the night right there, yeah, organic. Organic, water organic your, growth. Water your business. There it is, dog. <laughs> yeah. My business is grass-fed. Yeah. <laughs> That's a bumper sticker. My business is grass-fed. It's good. Yeah, you pull up behind Nathan, you just, like, bumper sticker says, my business is grass-fed. Yeah. And it's just, like, I'm a kidding. cow being, like, meow. Yep. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, Get those printed that. tomorrow. <laughs> what? Are, how about those stickers that are, like, my my dog's a Democrat? Like, what if you were just, like... I've never seen that. My, my cows. My, my cows are grass-fed. Or something just, like, completely, like, just, okay, okay. Like how's your day Thanks. There? You've never seen one of those bumper stickers? My dog's a Democrat. No, I've never seen that. It's always so dumb to me. That's fucking I'm stupid. I'm like, why are you involving your dog into this? Yeah, why are you making him political? Yeah, <laughs> like he, your dog doesn't want to like virtue signal. He's just a dog. Your dog can't vote. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, if your dog's voting, that's proof of election fraud. Uh-huh. <laughs> there you go. We told you. Lock him up, dog. Yeah. Yo, lock him <laughs> up. Dog. He's got the voucher hanging around his collar saying, "I just voted." I just voted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What would what would happen if like we started voting and like your animals? Like, what if we could like prove that animals had like really large intelligence or feelings, and we just have we gotta let them vote. They're they're not represented, and then the dog like you start getting your dog to vote like actually. <laughs> I think personally, based on the YouTube video I watched the other day, I'm pretty much an expert now. Mm. Uh, I think. Humpback whales, I think, are going to be the first time we jump interspecies communication. At least that's what the video was saying. Really? Their brains are so big, and we've been, like, recording their clicks and stuff in the ocean that we're going to someday decipher that and then be able to communicate with whales. But I thought that was pretty interesting. I mean, with enough mushroom chocolate bars, anything's fine. (laughs) That's what I'm saying, right? you got to get down there free diving on some mushrooms. There might be some people talking to whales this weekend. Oh, shit. (laughs) Yo, <laughs> Mark calls me and he's just like, <laughs> just like, Kilmar, I refuse to speak sonar. Yeah. Can't believe you said that to me. <laughs> what the fuck? Yo, you can't say that in sonar. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody yeah. knows that. It's whaleless, dude. You can't say that. Shit. <laughs> you can't no. say that in humpback. There's, <laughs> you can't say the N word no matter how you spin it. Yeah, right. <laughs> whales aren't even allowed. Yeah, whales aren't even allowed to say the N word. Dude. Actually, they might get a pass because we've really murdered a few of them. That's true. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we've yeah. oppressed the whale population. They're like, what if they like one of the like the things? Oh, yeah. What that's what not going to happen. They're never going to talk to us. We're <laughs> <laughs> yeah. never going to be able to communicate with no, them. No, but what if like we do? We have to like negotiate a ceasefire of some kind, and like one of the things they request is like a pass on the N word. 
<laughs> do the war on whales. Yeah, war on whales is being fought right now. You don't even know it. The wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's this crazy thing the Navy did off the coast of um, California. They were testing like some underwater weaponry mm-hmm. and then a bunch of whale bodies and mm. dolphins and things. Did you know about this? No. They all washed up on shore and everybody was like, what happened? The Navy was out there doing sonar wars, dude. Dang. <laughs> Damn, rest in peace, my boys. <laughs> Yo, underwater saying? gun blast. Underwater gun violence. <laughs> Yo, gang violence. Dude, gang violence. <laughs> nah, not the whales, man. Save the whales. Yeah, killed the whole pod. They couldn't. They didn't know who to blame. You know, like nobody was. Yeah, nobody no, survived. To no get witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we like it. That's how we like it. We yeah, we had a wet we had a wet team go in. <laughs> did that wet work. Not the wet word. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. <laughs> have you ever have you ever watched that show Whale Wars? No. On National Geographic? No. Well there's a there's like an organization, I forget what the organization's called, but it's um they basically just sail around the, like the seas of like Japan and stuff, just like messing with fishing ships that are like killing whales and stuff like that for like their you know, seafood markets or no whatever. kidding. Yeah, yeah. Like vandalizing them and trying yeah, to sink like them and shit. Yeah, just like throwing like smoke grenades at the big ships or like tear gas and then inevitably somebody gets arrested or hit with a water cannon and they get blown overboard and they're like, we're doing it for the whales. <laughs> yeah. It's true. I didn't know it was a thing. I think they're sponsored by like Bono or something like that. Mm. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they show their sponsors at the beginning of the show. It's been years since I've seen this. Oh. They could all, they, the ship could have sunk. <laughs> they only had one ship. <laughs> yeah, they did. I want to say it was named something really stupid, too, like the name of the ship. I can't. It'll come to me tomorrow. Like like Willie? No. Free Willie? No. It's something Native American, I think, and you're just like, that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Hmm. Navajo. Yeah, you guys are just sailing around burning all this diesel fuel, doing (laughs) something good for the environment. I don't think so. They're like, we're documenting the Japanese fishing ships, like killing the whales. And we're like, all right, dude. Okay. Whatever makes you feel good. Yeah, whatever. You guys are literally yeah. doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, yeah. To each his own. Though. I mean, that's yeah, they'll, what cut, they'll cut the nets and stuff. Yeah. They're like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> what the fuck? There's some poor Japanese kid that's like waiting for dinner right now. He's not uh, going to get it because yeah. they, you know. They're vandalizing. It's, it's true. <laughs> what about uh, the way to go about it? What uh, do you, so like, do you live on the property that you yep, farm on? I do. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's why you were asking about furniture a minute ago, and that's the cool part about uh, the pasture-raised animals that we raise is we don't need our barn. Mm. Barns are used to keep animals. Barns are used to keep hay, to keep feed, to keep you know supplies, whatever. We don't really have any of that because all of our stuff lives outside all the time. Um, so having the giant barn on the property and being a woodworker, I was previously working with wood before I started the farm, just as a hobbyist, really. Um, and... I basically converted the entire barn into a sick wood shop. It's got all the biggest, baddest machines. Not, none of them are new. I mean, got a lot of them off, you know, Craigslist and Facebook and stuff. But as a good no, man should. Nonetheless, they uh, we've accumulated a, you know, giant amount of equipment and wood over the past several years, and now we can pretty much make anything we want. I, I say we, uh, Patrick, my business partner in the farm, uh, we were also business partners in the wood shop. Um, recently kind of going our separate ways. He wants to focus more on doors and windows. I want to focus more on furniture. So we're kind of, we're still working together, but like, you know, kind of doing separate things at the same time. So is it still like a, a passion project or are you guys like taking orders? Oh yeah. We're taking orders. Yeah. Pat's making windows for a company in New York city. Uh, there's, uh, I guess 
in New York City, apparently. I'm no expert on this, but this is what he tells me. Um, if, if wooden windows come out of a, a historic building in New York City, wooden windows have to go back in. And the company that he builds windows for has that contract, I guess, where they do a lot of work for those type of buildings. So they're always taking out old windows, and then they need uh, new windows made, uh, which is awesome. And I, I personally tend to meet a lot of furniture clients at farmer's markets, you know, around at the farm store. I have a store on the farm. It's part of my house, actually. It's a part of the a wing of the house that we closed off and made into a store. Um, and then I focused mostly just on um, custom furniture. So, like, you dream it up, or I'll dream it up. If you if you can't dream it up, I'll dream up some crazy options. I'll show it to you. You pick which one you want. And, like, if you go to our, my website right now, purpleheartfinefurniture.com, we have a table on there that Pat and I made together called the Spiral Table. It was 266 hours, and I guarantee you it's unlike any table you've ever seen. Mm. Mm. Spiral Table. It's, it's made from it's made from angled segmented blocks, and each one of the each one of the and they're layered, and then each one of the layers is offset by half of a block, huh. and it's in the shape. I don't even know, I don't even know what the shape is. I'm, I'm not a physics major, so I couldn't. <laughs> but it looks something like that, like a wormhole, or you know what I'm saying, like that type of. Uh, it kind of looks like that decanter in a way. Oh, uh, like this. It's uh-huh. purple heart. Purple heart fine furniture. That's what I I messed that part up. Purple heart. Why Purple Heart? Well, Purple Heart, I'm a veteran, so I kind of uh, I wanted to pay homage to the people that have actually been wounded in battle. I mean, I'm, I'm disabled myself, uh, not, not from being wounded, just PTSD from the military and so on. Uh, so I want to kind of pay homage to, to those that have actually been uh, wounded in battle. And Purple Heart from South America, the wood, the hardwood, is such a beautiful wood. Mm. And it's one of my favorite woods to work with, so it just kind of made sense where I could you know, bridge that gap and make it mean two things at the same time. We'll double entendre. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a dummy. <laughs> oh, you dummy. You came to my tables. <laughs> Dude, I got to re-up on my water. The thermostat's set to 66 degrees, but it's no lie, 106 degrees. Hey, it's 106. It does feel pretty warm. Oh, that's pretty cool. So what you do? Just glue it, glue it up, and then you put it on the lathe and just. Well, see, it's it's big. It's a, it's it's a four person dining table it? with a glass top. So it's. Uh, You're not allowed to see it. Going. <laughs> Fuck. Shit. You can't see it though after. So dumb. Um, but so only parts. We don't have a lathe big enough for that. So only the center, only the center section was turned on a lathe. The rest of it was carved by hand after it was glued up in like block, like the block fashion I was telling you about. So would you use like grinders? And yeah, stuff grinders like and chisels. Yeah, all hand, just hand tools, whatever it took to make it smooth. That's a pretty wild idea. Yeah, well, that's that's the beauty of building custom stuff. Is is I I love it because you can just think of an idea that nobody's ever done before and then try to execute that. You know, like it doesn't always go as planned. But so uh, what? Which of these businesses is taking up like a majority of your time right now? Uh, burger box, yeah, burger box is is where it's at. I'm doing I'm doing burger box stuff and farm stuff, you know, more more than woodworking. But now yeah. now that uh, the farmers market I go to normally in Yardley, PA, it, it does. We don't I don't go to the winter market, so I should say they do have a winter market, but it's not well attended and it's not really worth my time. So I I stay close to the farm in the winter time and I spend a lot more time building furniture and making cutting boards and doing you know just custom custom stuff. That's awesome. No, it's great. Like, trust me, I wake up and pinch myself every morning. Like, is this real? <laughs> Where, am I going out to like sand some wood in my wood shop right now? Is that yeah. my job? <laughs> <laughs> so, how much of like your wood shop 
are you building to order versus like you make what you want to make and then you try and sell it? Um, I'd say it's 90% custom, 10%. If I have time, I'll make a piece of furniture just to like that piece, that first fly rod stand you pulled up. That's mm. a piece that I just made because you just had, had some free some, time, had some free time, had an idea, threw it together. Nice. That doesn't look thrown together. Well, but we'll say, well, I was like, <laughs> I'll throw it together like super casual. <laughs> Hit me tube sock. <laughs> just hydrating yourself. Selfish. Dude, I didn't know you needed some. You didn't check. That's you're right. I didn't. Pouring the water over the soundboard. I'm a you are reckless. That's the only I'm a way prof- to do it. I'm a professional pourer, dude. I got you. I pour <laughs> things. You better for just be professionally not getting stuff wet. I've been pouring things for 28 years. That's true. I and think I'm pretty good. The other it. thing with the furniture too is I wanted to say is is I we I try to build furniture that doesn't have any metal in it. Mm. There's no metal. Mm. Sometimes you need metal. Like if I'm building a bed, I'm building a bed out of white oak right now for a customer. It's gonna have metal because it's gonna have the and it's gonna have the uh, hardware on it to keep the bed together. Yeah, and you could you could build it with no hardware, but it's just it's a more secure option, and you know you don't want it to start creaking. You know what I'm saying? Like start using the bed and then it's falling apart. So, you know, huh? <laughs> That'd be crazy to think about if you if you built a bed that like broke while somebody was having sex. That would not could be. Happen. That would be a a wicked. Oh yeah. Low standard. Because they would never call you and tell you like that their bed's broken. Like they just I might abandon you. Like forever. if I if I paid for a custom bed and then <laughs> I was getting like real heavy in it and it just like broke, I'd be like, hey, just so you know, I love your bed, but it does not you gotta hold come up. to my house and fix it. <laughs> Doesn't hold up to the tomfoolery that I've been doing. Too yeah, many no. pounds of force. Yeah. What do you like? <laughs> what? what kind of th- like, like what kind of thrust force do you think you have? <laughs> Are we judging psi? In, in newtons? Yeah. No, it's got to be in newtons. <sighs> Start with PSI and we'll convert it in newtons. <laughs> pounds Let me get my calculator. Hang on. Yeah. Is it pounds per whatever the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and you just, uh, what if you were just like 15 horsepower? You know that? <laughs> <laughs> you know that punch like, machine? Right, that doesn't equate. 15 horsepower. <laughs> you know that punch machine where people just see how hard they can hit something? Be careful where you're going with this. All right. What? You're there should be punching. Sh- it's just yeah. one punch. That's all you get. Yeah, but there should be one where you see how hard you can thrust. <laughs> okay. And then based on how hard you can thrust. I thought they had that Buffalo Wild Wings now, no? Just like, <laughs> <laughs> they would have some shit you like just, that. You just like go up to the punch machine, like you invert and just thrust into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do a oh. handstand. You're standing on your hand. Dude. <laughs> Yo, write that idea down. That would go crazy. It's recorded. Oh, oh yeah. Mm. Right. You got to get one of those in the food truck. The, the yeah, on the, the organic meat food truck. Yeah, yeah, with built-in thrust meter. Mm-hmm. Thrust meter. And if you get over fifty, you get like a free ribeye or something. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. What if we start like a whole new like craze and like on people's Tinder's account, they have to like oh, put their thrust. Shit, you got to go to the thrust meter to get measured. Yeah. Yeah. Be like, oh, I'm five eight and I thrust thirty two hundred psi. <laughs> and I thrust. <laughs> Girls be like, oh my god, he thrusts. <laughs> Do you even thrust, bro? I don't Do you even so. thrust, bro? Yeah. <laughs> Professional thruster. We just started. If people start it's using another good bumper sticker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Professional <laughs> thruster. <laughs> yeah. If people start using the word thrust, like in culture, mm-hmm. it started here first on the No Prisoners podcast, one, episode one eighty eight or one eighty nine. We're not sure. Yeah, we're not sure. One of those. We'll <laughs> see. New Year's episode is what this is. I'd like to hear. Like thrust is like. It's like almost like you know the word moist. That's a divisive word. I'm familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Some people, moist. when you hear the word moist, you're just like, oh, grace. <laughs> but thrust is like almost that to that limit. 
It's like moist and then thrust. Yeah, but we could be talking about rockets and airplanes and shit. Like, who's to say we're talking about Buffalo Wild Wings thrust meter? Yeah, right. Yeah, what if you had the same thrust as like a rocket? Elon would be calling, son. Yeah, if you like evaluated. That's generational, right there. Generational (laughs) thrust. That's that's elite. You'd be the spokes. You'd be the spokesperson. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. You should like, be in the NFL I'm on, or something. I'm SpaceX spokesper- spokesperson right there. Yeah, I'm on standby, dude. You're on standby? <laughs> <laughs> you got a separate phone just for that. Yeah. <laughs> you never yeah. know. Got to go. Time of thrust. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a red phone that you have at home that's stationary. Yeah, there's a briefcase associated with yeah. it. Yeah. But it's an old style phone. It's yeah, the old so ring, It's the old yeah. dial phone. Yeah. It's a rotary. Rotary phone. Dude. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's exactly what I was thinking. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm glad you thought that. Yeah, the thrust is calling. I don't even know how we got on the topic of thrust. It was probably my fault. Who'd be on the other end of the phone, though? Would it be the president? Would it be a Navy SEAL? Who would be the one calling you for your thrust services? Jesus. Question. Jesus. Holy shit. Straight from yeah. heaven. A guy named Jesus or Jesus? No, that'd be Jesus. Hey, hey, oh, Jesus. I thought you meant Jesus. I, you mean Jesus, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you mean Jesus? Or? Pick up the phone and be like, yeah, Jesus, I'm coming. He's got a ponytail. Shit it. Yeah, stupid ass. <laughs> Pulling up on Jesus, dog. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Just like, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> I got you. I got you. But I'm retired. I'm on my way. Talk you out of it. Thrust activated. Yeah. <laughs> you, need a, you need a thrust, uh, a thrust belt. What uh um, help you out? All right. Sorry, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. We'll be talking about thrust all night. Sorry, we, we didn't mean to do that. What um, um <laughs> you you have kids, are they involved in the um Yeah, though they, they like to help. I have a smaller tractor that they'd like to drive, which I let them drive. There's a little lawn tractor, you know, nothing crazy. I don't let them run the mower or anything, but yeah, they're they're in. They're they go out and help feed, help move chickens in the summertime. Yeah. Yeah. Are these like are these non-paying positions? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, okay, cool. You got, do you want to eat tonight? You want to <laughs> eat some of this delicious chicken? You better get out here and help move it. <laughs> yeah. Did you do your kids partake in like the uh, slicing and dicing? Uh, this past season, yes. My oldest, fifteen-year-old son, did. Yeah, he he kind of helped. He would stand in there and uh, pick feathers out of the you know because the going to break down the quick yeah, processing give, it, give us the murder of, of the chicken mm. processing so we collect the chickens uh, in crates right there you fit like 10 or 12 chickens in a crate it's a chicken crate and it's i can't really describe it any better than that but it's, it's a, a box. Cra- it's a crate it's a box that holds chickens right put 10 or 12 of those in the uh, crate bring it back to the one building on the farm we have set up just to butcher chickens uh, outside are the kill cones the chickens go upside down in the kill cones you slit their neck they bleed out and then next to the kill cones is a scalder the scalder is just full of hot water. It's like a bathtub for dead chickens, right? It just rotates them around. It's at the perfect temperature that loosens their feathers without, like, cooking the meat. Mm. A couple rotations in there, they come out of there, go into another machine called a plucker, and that just plucks the feathers. It's a big, like, washing machine, basically, that uh, uh, has little rubber fingers all over it. And the rubber fingers spin around, and they, it plucks out all the feathers, most of the feathers, 95% of the feathers. That's what Tyler was doing. My oldest son was sitting there picking out the 5% that it doesn't get. Mm. And then uh, the chickens go up onto the table where I take over and slice and dice. And then uh, it was into a chilled bath. And then after it's cold enough, we can package them into the um, vacuum-sealed packages. So, like, from – like, once you get grab a hold of a chicken out of the crate, the chicken crate, yeah. which we don't know what it looks like, but we can assume <laughs> – how soon after that do you have chicken in a vacuum sealed bag? Like how many? Like how many minutes? A few hours. No, a few hours. You gotta let it chill. You gotta you gotta put it in an ice bath basically and let the meat get down. 
uh, to a safe temperature. Okay. And then, then you can back. But the same day. I mean, we butcher 400 chickens in a day. Mm. That's a solid eight-hour, nine-hour day. Damn. Cutting. Dang. I mean, we don't do that. We didn't do that many this past year. We kind of, like, uh, spread the batches out a little bit and made them a little bit more manageable. Like, up to 300 we would try to get to, but... Do you guys sell the eggs too? Oh yeah, but they're different chickens. That's okay. a whole. That's a yeah, whole other like farm operation. Why? Like, so do the chickens that you're you're like doing up for the meat, do they not make eggs? No, they do. They would, but yeah. they only live for eight weeks. Okay. So you get them as chicks, and these are the same chickens that are raised in like the big poultry houses. We're using the same chicken. It's a it's a Cornish cross chicken, um, but we just raise it outside. Okay. Just makes a better tasting, more healthy chicken. So um, they just don't get old enough. Exactly. To, like, they don't ha- mature. Yeah, how just, old does a chicken need to be to get a? I mean, four months probably, three, four months. I don't know what the exact date is, but yeah, it's it's a few months. Um. So are is there like any uh, reason that you lit like so when you bring those chickens in, everybody gets slaughtered. Yeah. Yeah. The whole batch. There's yep. not one that like. You I know, mean, if there's a so few like small ones that we well, here's the thing like. These chickens have been genetically modified, not, not like with a needle, but they've been bred to have the biggest breast, to have the biggest legs, to have the most meat on them, okay? So sometimes there's a handful of smaller chickens. We're like, well, maybe if you give this one another week, it might fill out. Mm-hmm. So we'll do that. But, yeah, basically everybody's gone. Everybody's getting butchered. Okay. And is, is that an eye test, or do you weigh them? Or nah, that's an eye test, eye yeah. Test? Just experience. Just walk out there and be like, nah, there's 10 right there. There's 10. they got to stay another week. That chicken ain't thick enough. Yeah. <laughs> Thickens. That's what we do for Thanksgiving. Thickens. Yeah. People that don't want turkeys, we raise big-ass chickens, like 15-pound chickens. Really? Ooh. See, th- night, those, chickens, those chicken. chickens might be old enough to lay eggs. Like, when we uh, when we do Thickens, we didn't do any this year, but the past year, we had big old chicken. Yeah. Shit. That word Thickens, there's something dangerous about that. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> thickens. I feel like you can use it in multiple ways, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, thickens is plural, so it's like, yeah, I'm not gonna. That's do it. one thicken. Yeah, and this is plenty thickens, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that sounds better than turkey, though. You know? I hate turkey. Yeah, you told me turkey you, sales were abominable this year. I don't know because people are starting to eat on. steak on Thanksgiving. We Perfect. made it. We killed all the Indians. We beat the British. It's time to eat steak on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I, I don't know. I hate turkey. We went out to dinner for Thanksgiving. (laughs) (laughs) We went out to dinner for Thanksgiving two years in a row, and both years I'm just like, I should have just ordered steak. Yeah. What's funny about that? I hate turkey. Turkey's not my favorite either. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather have chicken if I had a choice. Yeah, me too. And like, what's like? Do you like turkey? I only like the turkey thighs, but dark meat. Yeah, that's where it's at. The only good part of the turkey, in my opinion. Mm. And then cold cut turkeys, I would eat. Cold cut turkey, but turkey sandwiches. Yeah, okay. That's turkey sandwiches. You're allowed to. That's the beauty of this country. It is First Amendment right. Cold cut turkey. Turkey sandwich right in there. You can turkey. You can like turkey if you want to. Yeah, no. I think steak is the move next year. Steak. Yeah, Yeah, ribeye, grass fed ribeye for Thanksgiving from Hershberger's Heritage Farms. His ribeye is really good. Or we'll get you a rib roast. We'll get you the uncut ribeye before they cut them. The whole the whole roast. That's crazy. Dang. I would cook the shit out of that. <laughs> nah, dude, you go to you go to your own Thanksgiving. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you ain't coming to ribeye Thanksgiving. I want ribeye Thanksgiving, dude. <laughs> yeah. What do you think they ate at the first Thanksgiving? Not turkey. 
Probably not. You think you think the Native Americans had turkey? Was there turkey around, around that area at the time? I mean, wild turkey, I, I would assume. Yeah, Probably. wild turkey, but might have been the easiest shit to catch. Turkey aren't really that elusive. They can get close enough to him to shoot him with a bow and arrow. Just string them up. Yeah, they're meant to be eaten, are they not? <laughs> well, I would like to, I would like to think that we eat turkey because that's what they had at the first Thanksgiving, so it's like tradition. Because mm. if somebody along the lines, if I find out like one of those like paper hemp conspiracies that like some turkey farmer created Thanksgiving to like oh, sell yeah. more turkeys, I'm sure that's what I'm happens. gonna be pissed. We <laughs> need this bullshit all the whole time for marketing. All those decisions were made for money back in the day. Come on, yeah, it's yeah, like it's true. like like um, Valentine's Day. Yep. Yeah. That made, up, made up holiday. That bullshit holiday. It's completely made up except for at 86 West. Yeah. When you come here, it's real. It's a real holiday at 86 West. It's the only place where love can be celebrated. <laughs> well, it's not that, here. That's another good bumper sticker. Are you writing this down? Yeah. <laughs> it's being <laughs> it's recorded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess, like, where would the North Pole be for Valentine's Day? If, like, Valentine's Day had a pole, where would it be? They had a pole, you said? Yeah. What do you mean? I don't know. Like the North Pole is where like Santa hangs out. The epicenter. Oh. Everybody knows the Easter Bunny hangs out at the South Pole. The headquarters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's their headquarters at? For Valentine's Day? Yeah. Probably 86 West. (laughs) I'm thinking Atlanta. I was was thinking Miami for some reason. Yeah. He said, I'm thinking Atlanta. (laughs) Magic City. Yeah. Magic City. (laughs) For the Spearmint Rhino, we go go out West. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You said you think Miami? I was just feeling Miami. I just had like a flash of pink lights in Miami Vice. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Okay. I think Cinco de Mayo happens in Miami. Nah, it's bro. No, well, Cinco de Mayo, that's got to be in like Texas. Yeah, I would say Texas. Yeah. Austin. Yeah. Okay. Miami's more Cuba. Probably Austin now. Austin Chilly seems that. like it's the up and coming city of Texas nowadays. With I think it's already come up. Yeah. I mean, it's probably getting bigger like every year, but with like the tech. Yeah. And then comedy, once once uh, St. Rogie's moved down there, yeah. it really, I don't think anybody thought how big of an impact that would have. Crazy. There's there's very few cities I would, like, want to go to and, like, travel to as a person, but Austin's one I would go to to watch some stand-up for sure. I literally went to the comedy store in L.A. Oh, like, shit. I was there, like, maybe two weeks before they shut the world down. Whoa. Yeah, so, like. Who'd I, you see? Anybody notable? Oh yeah, there was like it's just like that's the every night lineup uh-huh. is like it's like the same crew. It's just like it's not the same crew. Like we went there three different nights, nice, and then we went to Vegas. Um, but the, like, there was a few people there that we saw two times in a row, or like something like that. And like you're like, oh, that's the same bit. Oh, like, they were doing the same bits. Damn. Oh, that's how they do. They yeah. do the same we'll show. Practice because like practice, nobody. Yeah. I'm the only asshole that's coming like three nights in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else is one and done. So I gave them a little. I gave them grace, but it was. It was cool to see, like, there was a lot of people there that you're like, oh, dude, I know that guy. Like, one of the guys from Workaholics was there. Oh, yeah. Um, you say you saw Brian, was it Brian Holtzman? Was Brian name? Holtzman was on there. That guy, was, he's unstable. Yeah, he put out a special, I think, earlier this year. Yeah. Shit is unhinged. It's crazy. I can't, I can't picture him right now. He screamed. He was the guy that went on last. It was, like, 2 o'clock in the morning, if not Damn. later. <laughs> and this guy just came up, like, deranged his shit. Like with his hands in his jacket pockets, like a suit, like a blazer, <laughs> and he kept like pulling mints out and trying to open them, and he couldn't get them open. And it's just like <laughs> so he's just throwing them to the side and getting another one, and just like is that part of the bit though. 
I think he's just unhinged. Uh. That like he was just like finally got one, and he's just like, <laughs> and he's talking about his sister having cancer the whole time, and he's like saying some fucked up shit, which I'm laughing at. But like nobody else, there's only like ten people still in the place. <laughs> yeah, so like yeah. nobody else is laughing. So I'm like, <laughs> how big's the crowd? How big was the crowd when it started? Um, the one room we were in, there was probably like thirty people, maybe. That room where we saw him, there was probably like maybe a hundred. They're small rooms. It's yeah. like there's a bunch of different rooms though going Intimate, at once. Yeah. But the one, the one right, the last night we went, we were just like. The one place we tried to go to dinner, like, got delayed, and the next thing you know, and then we were walking, and I'm like, oh, there's the comedy store, and we just going back. Mm. And um, it was cool to see, like, so many different comedians. Mm -hmm. So when, like, the whole, when the comedy movement moved to Austin, I was like, thank God I'll never have to go to L.A. again. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm a big comedy nerd. I like, I like, you know. I used to live in Texas. Uh, in the military, so I wish I kind of wish it was happening now. Like I wish I was stationed there now, so I could go to Austin and have a good time because that does seem like it's really, really good. Yeah, that's. It seems Kill Tony's down there too. The Kill Tony podcast. I, yeah, I watch, watch that, dude. I watch that every week. I love that show. I love that show. <laughs> my favorite one recently was when uh, Ric Flair got like so mad. Oh he my god! He's just like I don't, I don't condone making fun of people. And Tony's there trying to explain the show to him. And he's just he's like, like, I, I don't I think can't he understood what the show was. No. I think he was hammered. He was. I think he was he too. Definitely yeah. was. No, he was out. My of son works with underprivileged people. <laughs> We're like, all right, cool, dude. Yeah, this week's episode. episode. This week's episode with Tim Dillon. Oh, that shit was hilarious. Yeah. It was hilarious. It was funny. I think Cam, Cam Patterson. Oh man, is, he is. I I want to see him in like in person because that guy's yeah wild. I would. I'd like to see him in person too. My favorite. Yeah, my favorite thing. Or like the, yeah, this week's episode. He just like turns to this girl. He's like, "Yo, this bitch, beautiful." Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah. "You want to rock, rock, bitch?" <laughs> <laughs> Pulls one out of his pockets. I love how he just says gang violence all mm -hmm. the time. He's just gang violence. Him and his uncle, right? <laughs> yeah, Did, yeah. But didn't his uncle get banged up recently? His uncle's like in prison now or jail at least. Really? Like the yeah. Guy, the guy that was on the show? Yeah, the uh, same dude. Yeah. Something jolly. Yeah, something. I don't know. I don't know. It was like he had a warrant or something. I don't. I really have no idea. What? But no I know. I heard he got pinched. Too much action. Too early on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, excellent callback excellent from call episode back. 135 <laughs> or 185. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty um, far back. Do you, do you have anything else for us? Like, do you have anything you're promoting or anything that um, you want to? Yeah, I mean, Burger Box is really, really where it's at. I mean, just as we can get the word out there, like, we've been supporting the local community here for the past 10 years, and I think people can appreciate that. We have a great product, we deliver it right to your door. I don't think there's much more I can say than that. I mean, it's uh, it's the best out there. There's mm -hmm. no no better meat that I know of. Yeah, well, I yeah. mean, that's. I second that. I've, <laughs> I've had his ribeye again one time, and that's all I needed uh, to for it to leave a lasting impression. It was it was very very good. Thank you. Um, it tasted like you said, not like the supermarket stuff. It was fresh. It's it smelled great. So it was yeah. Yeah. I I, I second that. Check out. Check out Burger Box. Yep. Yeah, Burger Box. Farm. I'll yeah. definitely say like your meat combined with my wife's cooking. It like I hardly ever order steak when we go out to eat because it's not because I'm same. like it's just gonna suck. Yeah, and that's no offense to the places around here because no. there's a bunch of great steak places, but I know like my wife cooks steak really really well, mm -hmm. and just like she obviously gets it from you, so. Like I know I'm gonna be disappointed, and I'd rather not spend sixty dollars on something that's just gonna make <laughs> me angry. I yeah. hear you, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
It's the best steak in town, man. Yeah. I mean, other than that, just furniture. If anybody needs furniture, you, know, you hear anybody that's, I mean, you're in construction, right? You see some nice places going up. So Yeah, you I, I build the nicest tables you've seen. I mean, I know you've had another furniture dude on here recently. Oh, Colin. Uh, Colin's making it. He's got some diff- nice stuff. He's making a different kind of product. Than mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's. I don't put any plastic. I don't do any uh, resin. Uh, resin, epoxy. Try, yeah. I mean, I will to, like, touch up a spot, but I'm not making the entire piece out of resin. Yeah. You should call Colin. He's, like, a really nice guy. He tor- he'd let you. Sh- his shop is insane. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I was seeing some pictures of it, yeah. He's. That place is an investment. Yeah, for sure. Well, he was like a race car driver or something, right? Which he is crazy. He did race cars, yeah. And he wasn't he wasn't like dirt track race car driver. He was like racing track track. Like real race cars. McLaren. McLaren. <laughs> McLaren. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. 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 This guy's sick. Yeah. <laughs> really, really wild. Yeah. <laughs> um and the best is when you talk about how it, like he's crashed a few times. Or the one when we had him on the podcast most recently we were talking, I was like so these cars, because I know, like, a Fender on, like, a Porsche GT2 or GT3, like, like the GTR cars, like, a Fender's, like, 20 grand. Yeah. Because it's just all carbon fiber. And he's, like, I tried, so I wanted to ask him about, like, the cost of different parts when you, like, you know, bump into somebody. And he's, like, oh, you can't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> you just keep driving. He's, like, yeah, yeah, yeah you, can't, you can't think about it. <laughs> and I'm, like, all right, good point. Yeah. You got to focus on winning. Mm-hmm. Um, I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thanks for having and, me. And uh, yeah, great. What do you got to say for yourself? Uh, it's a new year. You know what I mean. Let's do it up. Hit me up if you guys need any any work. No more studios. You know, I'm here. I'm here to help y'all look better. So that's all I got to say. And I'm excited for the new year. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's a good call because <laughs> this is coming out in the new year. Mm-hmm. So welcome, 2024. Yeah, dude. 2024. What's the Eagles record right now? Dude, fucking, fucking, I want to say they're 13 and 2 right now. They're 13 and 2? Yeah, I want to say 13 and 2. Last weekend was rough, huh? Yeah, it was terrible. We forgot about it. It's Dallas week. (laughs) Um, Let's get it, boys. (laughs) All right, this was the No Prisoners podcast. We're Bucks County's number one investigative journalist doing journalism. Uh, This was Nathan Layton, Gilmar, and Andrew... Uh, thanks for listening. Yeah.